to Rejoicing Heart Ministries. We hope everyone is having a great day. This is Robin Donna Litwin, here to encourage you with the Word of God. Today we have a teaching about choosing what your eternal life looks like. Our reading is from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes be cast into hell fire where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Today's teaching is called Eternal Decision. These verses were written by the Apostle Mark, quoting Jesus explaining how important it is to do the right thing. Jesus said in these verses that if your hand offends you, which means if your hand causes you to sin, it is better to cut it off and not have it than to end up in hell where the fire is never quenched. Jesus wanted to make sure anyone listening understood that hell is a miserable place of suffering. Jesus continued on in this verse to tell you that the worm dies not, referring to the worms that eat your body after you die, and the fire of hell that you will feel and suffer in will never be quenched. Jesus repeated the exact same instructions for anyone who allows their foot to offend them. He said, cut off your foot if it causes you to sin, because it is better to lose a foot that is causing you to sin than it is to go into eternal suffering in hell. Jesus again repeated that the worm dies not, and that the fire you will be in will not be quenched, causing you eternal torment that never ends. Jesus was making an extremely strong point here by repeating himself a third time, that anyone that has an eye that offends them or causes them to sin should pluck out their eye, because it is better to go through this life with only one eye than to go into hell and live in the eternal suffering That comes from going to hell, where Jesus said the worm that eats dead bodies never dies, and the fire that burns with eternal suffering and torment will never stop burning. If you consider that Jesus gave three examples of bodily offenses that you can allow in your life, understand how important this instruction is to you, because Jesus didn't repeat himself often in the scriptures. If Jesus was repeating something, it is very important to take heed to what he was saying because it is tremendously important to know and understand. In these verses, Jesus was using these three body parts to make you know the importance of repenting and stopping your bodily offenses. Some of those offenses would be simple things that cause you to offend. For an example, for how hands and feet can offend or cause you to sin, all you have to do is steal something. You were given commandments, such as Exodus chapter 20, verse 15, which says, Thou shalt not steal. If you steal, you are using your hands and feet to accomplish this sin by literally stealing with your hands and using your feet to transport what you stole. For your eye to offend or sin, you only have to do what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 28. But I say unto you, that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Jesus told you right here that sinning with your eye is as simple as looking at and lusting after another person. Jesus referred to men lusting after women, but this applies not only to men lusting after women,
but women lusting after men. Besides men and women looking at and lusting after another person, you could be looking at and lusting after an object or something else like food. The Apostle John spoke of lust in his first letter, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For all that it is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. John confirms that lust can be of the flesh, meaning you desire something physical with someone of the opposite sex, or you could be lusting after food. This is lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, which can be lusting after something that appears attractive, like any object similar to a car or jewelry. The pride of life is wanting something someone else has that you lust after because you envy what they have and you desire it for yourself. These lusts are able to make you offend or sin with your hands, feet, or eyes. Remember Jesus' words previously about what happens when your hands, feet, and or eyes offend you, causing you to sin. Jesus said these people will end up in eternal torment in hell where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. Jesus told a story in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, about a beggar named Lazarus that desired that a rich man would feed him the crumbs from his table. There is no indication that Lazarus ever did get any food from the rich man, but it says dogs came and licked his sores. We can assume that Lazarus was truly suffering, not only of hunger, but physically too, which most likely caused the rich man frustration by him being there begging all the time. This story continues on to explain that both Lazarus and the rich man died. The story says that Lazarus went into Abraham's bosom, which is symbolic, referring to a place of peace that Jesus also spoke of in Luke chapter 23, verse 43, as paradise, to one of the thieves next to him on the cross. The rich man went into eternal suffering in hell. In Luke chapter 16, verses 23 and 24, Jesus speaks about Lazarus and the rich man being in hell. Luke chapter 16, verses 23 and 24 say this, And in hell he, meaning the rich man, lift up his eyes, being in torments, and sees Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. These verses give you a very clear picture of what hell looks and feels like. As Jesus said, the worm dies not, and the flame is never quenched. The rich man here was now the beggar, suffering in hell, begging Abraham to send Lazarus, the original beggar, to just touch his tongue with water to give him comfort, which obviously doesn't exist in hell. Abraham told the rich man that there is a gulf between Lazarus and him, and they cannot pass over to each other. This suffering was eternal, with no way to receive relief of any kind in any way. All this information should be enough for you to understand why you want to stop sinning to avoid ending up in hell and suffering throughout all eternity. You must remember one thing. Besides Jesus, there is not one person that has ever lived holy enough to avoid going into hell's eternal suffering. This is confirmed in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, which says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No one can live a life that is good enough to save yourself, giving you a right to go to heaven. But thankfully, through the grace of God, He made a way for you where there was no way, through Jesus Christ being your personal Lord and Savior. The Apostle Paul wrote this in his letter to the Ephesians, 
Chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Your eternal salvation is a gift of God. God loves you so much that he gave you a way through Jesus Christ, enabling you by faith in what Jesus has done to spend eternity in heaven with him. Peter's first letter explains that Jesus took your sins in his body on the cross. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. This verse tells you that Jesus took everyone's sins in his body on the cross, giving you eternal salvation that will keep you out of the eternal suffering in hell if you put your faith in him and believe that he died and rose again for forgiveness of all your sins. In this verse, it tells you clearly that Jesus bore all sins in his body, but it also says that by his stripes you were healed. Understanding this will not only get you saved to go to heaven, but will empower you to live a healthy life right here, right now, through what Jesus has done through his death and resurrection. Most important to your salvation is the forgiveness of sins, so you can spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. But Jesus did so much more when he died and rose again. Jesus told you how you should pray to see these awesome things in your life, right here, right now, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, where Jesus said to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Here Jesus told you to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is saying that whatever you can have in heaven, you should have right here, right now. Heaven has no sickness, no pain, no poverty, no hunger, no strife, and none of the issues that we deal with in this life. When you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you should be able to see heaven on earth in your life immediately. Paul wrote of these blessings that Jesus blessed you with in his letter to the Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. To see these heavenly spiritual blessings in Jesus working in your life, you must renew your mind in the Word of God to know and understand all the promises that God has given you to have heaven on earth. The Apostle Paul told you what you must do to receive Jesus in Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Paul explained that you can receive Jesus by confessing with your mouth Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and believe in your heart that he has died and risen from the dead for forgiveness of all your sins, and you are saved. Don't wait to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Confess Jesus today and believe in him so you can have confidence that you will not be spending your eternity in flames of torment. This is truly your choice to make. Many people believe God chooses your eternal destiny, but God's word tells you that God does not want anyone to spend eternity in hell. The Apostle Peter confirms this in his second letter, chapter 3, verse 9, which says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's choice for you is to repent, receive Jesus, and live in eternity in heaven with all his spiritual blessings forever.
What will you choose? Will you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, accepting his blessings eternally to be in heaven? Or will you choose to spend your eternity in hell, where the worm dies not and the fiery flames of suffering are never quenched? Father, thank you for Jesus and providing a way when there was no way. Help everyone renew their minds to understand the truth about the difference between living throughout eternity in heaven with you or living in eternal flames of suffering in hell, separated from you forever. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to Rejoicing Heart today. If this teaching has blessed you, please consider becoming a monthly partner to help us increase the ways we are proclaiming the Word of God. This is easy to do. Just visit our website at rejoicingheart.net. We thank you for your support. We leave you with more encouragement from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice.